Okay, so funny story for you before we get started. When I sat down to record this, and I I just had my computer open, so Facebook was on for some reason, but I see one of my friends post this picture of somebody holding apparently a giant banner or something. And the banner read this, so it read the following. Even if you're not conspiracy-minded, something in your soul and soul is huge font compared to the rest of the font, has to be telling you something isn't right with any of this. So one more time. Even if you're not conspiracy-minded, something in your soul has to be telling you something isn't right with any of this. And I love how that just popped up in my face. You know, the serendipity of the world is truly something. The other day, I was writing about this too, and I was, I don't know, I was complaining to myself about something. And, you know, God just has such a funny sense of humor. He really does. If you allow him to play with you, to to speak to you, he really is such a poet. He is such a genius in how he delivers his little messages, his little hints at just the right time. It's, It's really quite amazing. And I was in my car and, you know, complaining about whatever I was complaining to myself about. I think I had, you know, very poor sleep the night before been dealing with some sleep issues and anyway long story short this person in front of me I look up in their license plate says higher power it's spelled with like a Y I think because they had to save some space but still you know it's just these little cute little messages it's like okay let me get back on track here and the same thing is with this I love how this thing popped up even if you're not conspiracy minded something in your soul has to be telling you that something isn't right with any of this and isn't that true Isn't that so true? Look, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist or into any crazy theories. And certainly there's an abundance of them. Um, And we're not going to be getting into any of them here. But the point is that you don't have to really even do much digging to use your internal sense of right and wrong and to see that something isn't right about the world, especially right now with everything going on. And the reason that is is because we have something called a conscience. And that's what I want to talk about today, which is something that we don't really talk about. You know, consciousness, so now we're talking about consciousness, not conscience, but consciousness, which is, you know, who knows what it is, but whatever it is that is our experience of life, our self, our sense of existing, you know, nobody's able to understand what it is. I mean, there's people that have been born without a brain and still display, you know, emotions, you know, human behavior, you know, so it's, it's very weird. It's very weird. We don't know what consciousness is, but in the traditional way that we've looked at it, that science has looked at it, it has looked at it from the perspective of intelligence. Right. In the sense that, okay, you know, let's let's rank things on a level of intelligence. Right. So maybe that's just a simple tool. Like, okay, we look at a slug versus a raven versus a chimpanzee versus a human. And at each level, we see different levels of intelligence. But that's not all there is. You know, being focused on intelligence, at least you know, in the way that we measure it, right? What is intelligence? Intelligence is the ability to recognize patterns, to, you know, 
see systems and create systems or maybe create tools. I mean, what is intelligence, right? And if you try to pin it down, the problem that you inherently arrive at when you do this, and we can see this with our public school systems, is that we we exclude even things that are even more important to intelligence, right? In, in favor of trying to pin this idea of intelligence down with pattern recognition, with your ability to regurgitate answers, with memory. You know, I mean, there's just so many flaws in measuring intelligence as a factor of our, whatever, capability that we exclude creativity. We exclude, um, you know, intuitiveness. We exclude social intelligence, emotional intelligence. And so, you know, there's a real fundamental problem with using intelligence as a measure for consciousness. And and that's the way that it's traditionally been. But then you also have kind of the, you know, I guess the rebound of that. People were tired of that being the only measurement. And so now everybody's all about EQ, emotional intelligence, you know, and, and spirituality and sort of all this new age stuff or new thought stuff which prioritizes the value of creativity of of intuition of you know social intelligence of of these different ways of of being intelligence of, of sort of submitting to the source that kind of stuff right and some of that stuff is good you know it, it's good to be aware of it because again we are complex creatures but I've talked about this before and ultimately you have to be careful with these things because they can be they can be half truths and they can lead you astray and the reason they can lead you astray is is because they don't factor in conscience whether you are looking at individual capabilities or your own capabilities from the perspective of intuition you know, like, for example, you value people that maybe are very intuitive or they just kind of have a gut feeling and they just go with it. Or, you know, you try to strengthen that part of yourself because, you know, you have a good sense of intuition or whether you're more analytical type, right? You're the type that kind of maybe lives in your head. Aren't we all to some degree, right? And, you know, you value logistics or reason, you know, that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, those things are part of who we are but I'll I'll offer you this that both without conscience as a third component of your consciousness will lead to self-destruction spiritual self-destruction maybe physical self-destruction too I don't know but for sure spiritual self-destruction because ultimately you know when we look at let's take intelligence to start with right so I mean you know you don't have to look very far to look at the world around you that we are, quote unquote, in the days of Noah, right? As it was said in the Bible. Ultimately, we're doing all kinds of things with genetic manipulation. We're doing a lot of things with our sexuality, and it depends where you fall on that line. But the reality is that we are venturing out into this realm of we are the creator. You know, we're super smart, so we can save ourselves. And it's a dangerous road. You know, intelligence without conscience, without morality, is a surefire recipe for self-destruction. 
because knowledge is power, but knowledge without responsibility, and in this sense, moral responsibility, ethics, conscience, which is something we all have, by the way. Everybody has a conscience. It's a factor of your soul. And that's why I love that little quote that I saw today in my Facebook feed that just literally dropped right as I sat down to record this. You know, Even if you're not a conspiracy-minded person, something in your soul has to be telling you something isn't right about any of this. And that's true. You know, that is our conscience. But, you know, we don't really feed that part of ourselves. And I think people are waking up from that. You know, people are waking up from that because we have allowed authority to substitute for conscience. What does that mean? That means we we go with whatever the government says. We go with what our authority figures say. If somebody says something, then, you know, it must be true. We go with the herd instead of following our own conscience. You know, the Bible says that God wrote the law on man's heart. That's such a profound statement in the sense that we all are born with a conscience this is one of the reasons why I have detached myself actually from being patriotic, you know. So if you're a patriot, you know, I'm conservative by nature, uh, if it hasn't become obvious to, to you, but patriotism is one of these things that is it's an illusion. I mean it's in listen, if you're a patriot, if you are somebody who who is patriotic, don't, you know, just allow me to finish this because I was once very patriotic too. But the reality is that patriotism is, you know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. You should be proud of your heritage and your culture, you know, but it can be taken to the point where you forget some fundamental things. You know, in the case of, for example, the idea of rights, right? Who gave us our rights? That's a very fundamental question. And how you answer that question for yourself is, it's very fascinating, really, because if you think about it, the whole reason that we are told we need government is because of a philosophical reason. And that philosophical reason is that mankind simply has a wicked nature. We're born selfish, and because of this animal nature, we need reason to govern us. We need the social contract, right? So it's this esoteric philosophical problem that is presented to us by the people who present government as a solution. Now, there's a lot of solutions within that umbrella. Some people want to solve the problem of mankind being a you know, selfish, wicked animal with communism, as you can plainly see it, you know, more government, we need more rules, we need more regulation, we need more control. And however you feel about that, you know, either way, you know, the other side of it is, you know, let's solve it with reason and a constitution and, you know, certain bill of rights and all this kind of stuff. And that stuff sounds good. You know, it sounds better than the first option. But really, they're both fundamentally, in my perspective, they're fundamentally flawed. And I'll tell you why they're flawed, because they assume that mankind is selfish and wicked. And so it's, you know, if you're familiar with what a Hegelian dialectic is, with what dialectics are in general, it's basically problem, reaction, solution. 
right? If I want to present, you know, it's marketing. If you've ever done any marketing, uh, you know, for your business or anything like that, you know, marketing is basically a dialectic. You know, you, you have a product that solves a problem and you find a target market and you remind them of that problem so that it's very real for them and then you present your product as a solution. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you find people that aren't even in that category that have your problem and you make them feel as if they have a problem. There's been so many, you know, uh, comedy skits about this, like Saturday Night uh, Live, you know, the... (laughs) Whenever they uh, they make fun of these prescription drugs, it's just hilarious. I mean, I don't know if you've you've seen any of those things, but you know they say, oh, you know, do you have an achy head or do you, does your feet hurt? It's like, oh yeah, I, I think I have that. You know, of course, you know they present you the solution, but then you know the cost of that solution is you know twenty different side effects, including death. You know, so um, you know it's funny but it's it's actually a shadow of the truth as well and and that's this whole idea of a dialectic meaning take something that's that's fine and in order for you to take control of it you have to create a problem so that then you can introduce a solution and so really in your spiritual path you have to be very careful with this whole notion of government being a solution for mankind's wicked nature because what that does is it convinces you that man is inherently selfish and evil and wicked and that needs to be controlled through reason. And surely there is a lot of wickedness and selfish behavior in the world, absolutely. But that doesn't mean that we are born that way. You know, if you are a Christian, at least, you know, I think Judeo-Christian, but ultimately God created us and he created us to be good. You know, on the sixth day, he created animals and mankind, and it was good. And that's very important because it wasn't like he created mankind and animals and then, you know, well, there was a bunch of wars that broke out. No, that happened after we decided to disobey the initial principles set forth. You know, and there's there's a whole conversation there. But the reality is that the more you study history the more you realize that we have had a lot of artificially engineered conflicts. Now, they're very real. You know, World War II was very real. World War I was very real. You know, Vietnam was real. All those horrible, horrible conflicts were very real. 9-11 was real. But the more you study and look into those things, you realize that despite the fact they were real, um, they probably could have been avoided (laughs) very easily because there were definitely people in charge who had an agenda to fulfill and that's again that's another topic for another day and that's that's sad you know that's sad to me that's really sad but what that all boils down to is that history has been created in such a fashion to convince you that mankind is this horrible evil being that's constantly at war with each other and the only solution is more control more authority and so why is that because at the end of the day we can't have the individual have control god forbid that might collapse the whole you know spiritual pyramid and i say it's spiritual because we do live in a spiritual paradigm that paradigm is shifting it is shifting, but we've lived in a spiritual paradigm, and that's the, that's exactly the paradigm that has hijacked this entire reality 
away from our own conscience and from elevating and nurturing the individual conscience and replacing that with authority. That's really what it boils down to. And authority is based on intelligence. And again, remember, intelligence without moral, uh, you know, without a moral balance is a one-way road to destruction, right? Because intelligence feeds the ego. It's completely a function of the ego. It's not bad. You know, certainly it's, it's a tool. It's good to be intelligent, but it's not good to be intelligent if you don't have a conscience. You know, that's, that's, that's what serial killers are like. So we have intelligence, roundabout way of kind of getting to it. But we have intelligence, then we have intuition. And that's where kind of the new age, new thought has come into play. And that you can lose yourself there too, just like with intelligence. A lot of ways to lose yourself. And, and to lose yourself in the sense of, again, it's, you know, look... I speak from experience here because I was very much involved in the new age. I mean, I've written four books. Three of them were full of new age nonsense. And I say nonsense because it really, it's a false doctrine. It leads you nowhere. Ultimately, look, there's a lot of half-truths that are very real. You know, they're observable. Like, for example, if you, um, if you're, just this type A personality you just can't let go and then you finally learn how to meditate and control your breathing you notice a change I mean that's that's a skill that's a tool and it's very valuable there's nothing wrong with that you know there's nothing wrong with going to a yoga class and getting in shape or being aligned with your body literally need to listen to your body but those things as a neutral practice versus as gateways to this whole self-worshipping, I am the divine, I am the creator of my life, um, you know, ascending, I am a god or goddess. I mean, that's all nonsense. Right? So you have to use a lot of discernment because these things are often used, these half-truths that are valid tools, are often used in conjunction with things that will lead you astray. You're not a god. You're not a goddess. You're not the creator of your life. And that's, that's actually really easy to prove. It really is. You know, it's, it's, uh, all you have to do is look around. I mean, can you, right now, if I told you, look, I want you to, you know, make the sun appear or, you know, crush that mountain over there. You couldn't. So you're not the creator. Now you can create. Absolutely. We can create things, but we're not the creator. You're not divine. If you were divine, you'd be able to do those types of things, right? So we get, we get all this, we get lost in all this intuitive sort of, you know, creative thought that really appeals to our creative side. But again, without conscience, without moral discernment, without spiritual discernment, you'll lose yourself there too. Just like with intelligence being the measure of, of life and the measure of progress, the measure of consciousness, right? In the new age circles, it's how you elevate your consciousness. That's what it's all about, right? Well, how do you do that? And then if you look at how that's actually done in those circles, it's all about the self. You know, whether you call it, you know, your higher self or your enlightened self or your divine self, I mean, it's still self. You're still focusing on yourself. And so ultimately you have to see that all these things, you're not actually practicing something very fundamental to anchor 
these beliefs and tools, and that's humility. It just makes you, it, make, it feels right, you know, it feels like you're doing the right thing, but you're, you're still ultimately walking down the path of pride. And again, I've been there. I was super involved in New Age. But it's, it's just narcissism blanketed up as, you know, spiritual practice. Take what you can as tools, you know, meditating, controlling your breathing, um, you know, doing a movement practice like Tai Chi or yoga. Yeah, those things are great. I have nothing against them. I don't, I don't think they're bad at all. You know, learn to dance. I dance. I think that could be a spiritual practice. But look, if I'm putting on some music and I'm, you know, doing some peyote and kind of vibrating my body and, and just allowing the spirits to come into my body and take over me, that's a whole different kind of dance, isn't it? Now you're opening yourself up for demonic possession. So, you know, you have to use discernment. And, you know, if all this sounds like crazy talk to you, again, you know, do your research. Do your research. Demons are real. I mean, uh, that's all I'll say for this talk, but it's all about balancing these three things. And in today's world, we only see intelligence, things that appeal to our intelligence, like government and reason and science. Trust the science, right? Trust the science. Yeah, right. Science is the new religion, by the way. If you don't believe me, look around. Science is the new religion. And uh, it's, it's slowly becoming more and more religious with quantum physics and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we could, I don't even want to open up that jar right now. That could be a whole nother talk. But science appeals to our intelligence and our, our desire for ascension through transhumanism and technology. Same thing with intuition. Intuition is just as deadly. Ascend through opening yourself up to the divine and letting the spirits guide you and your spirit guides and your angels and all this kind of nonsense. I mean, it's, it's all the same. It's all the same thing. You're, you're, it's just a different flavor. Whether you're having chocolate yogurt or vanilla yogurt, it's still yogurt. Do you know what I mean? And so you, you need a way to balance that to, to number one, these two ways of losing ourselves that are very popular today all come down to one thing, which is pride, which is the focus on the self and elevating the self above everything else, right? The other, so the, the, the antidote is humility and humility is not taught anywhere. It's very rare. Nothing about today that's popular teaches humility. And so that should be a sign to you right there. And that's where conscience comes in. Because conscience is that final piece that, you know, I believe God gave us to use our intelligence and our intuition, which are also God-given, they're tools. But again, tools, you know, I can use a knife and kill somebody, or I can use a knife and chop up a salad. So tools are just that, they're just tools, but they can get misused. And same as with our intuition and our intelligence. So how do you use them correctly? Well, you use them with conscience conscience is humility it's morality it's spiritual discernment and all of that again is not possible without humility because if you have humility you can begin to practice surrender 
and you start learning the truth about some of these things and you start seeing that wait a minute you know these things lead me astray into worshiping myself worshiping the world being materialistic and look materialistic doesn't mean you're like kim kardashian and you're all about the fanciest car or, you know the most expensive leggings you can be very materialistic about things that you have no idea that you're materialistic about you know you you could be like i'll be honest with you i'm a tie realized through the grace of god that i was very materialistic about my supplements and my health you know i i don't have fancy clothes i don't have a fancy car i'm very minimalist in most things but when it comes to my health i love having all the latest stuff you know i love having energy physical energy has been a defining kind of trait in my life and when i was robbed of that and i still am a little bit robbed of it and that's okay because it's teaching me a valuable spiritual lesson of realizing that i was attached to that so materialism is any kind of attachment to the physical world and that's what the new age and new thought anything really not just new age stuff I mean, everything around you is designed to attach you live your best life now well here's a question for you assuming you live your full life out hopefully right that's what 70 years 80 years and assuming those are healthy years but let's say they're healthy let's say you got the best possible role and you got 80 years they're all healthy then you die but then there's eternity right now you may not believe that but what if it is true it's a, it's a big gamble isn't it it's a big gamble because if it is true then you're screwed because you use this life you know, or I should say misused it, right? We didn't prepare for that next life. If it's not true, then whatever. Everybody dies at the end and it is what it is. But if it is true, are you willing to make that wager? That's what it all comes back to, right? And when you look at the world around you, everything around the world is designed to pull your attention back to the material world, plain and simple. Whether it's patriotism, whether it's new age thought, whether it's you know, consumerism, Personal growth, that's another favorite of mine. Personal growth. People are so obsessed with creating temporary results in a temporary world that's going to swallow everything they've ever achieved after they die. You know, personal growth is another form of nonsense that appeals to your intelligence. Personal growth doesn't train you to develop your conscience. It trains you to be more intelligent most of the time. Or if it's new age oriented, it'll train your intuition. But again, these things are not bad. You know, you should train yourself to work smarter, not harder. You should learn strategies for, you know, doing things in your life better. But, um, or, you know, let's say skills on how to connect with people or listen to your gut, that kind of thing. All that stuff is great. But usually you are not going to find alongside these programs, programs that also teach you conscience, spiritual discernment, humility. And that is the hidden secret. Because without that, you'll get lost, guaranteed. It's only a matter of time. And so this is what I wanted to talk to you about today. Is start listening to your conscience. Conscience is different than intuition. It's, you know, it, intuition is, is listening to the patterns around you, right? Listening learning to listen, 
and tuning in is a certain skill set. It's very vague, right? But you know what it is. But intuition could be dangerous too because we're a product of our experiences. We're a product of our, you know, trauma. We're a product of our history. And so the question is, how do you know that what you're feeling or what's coming to you from your quote-unquote angel guides is the truth or not some false path or influenced by your preferences or your history and there's not a satisfactory answer to that I mean there's there's people who say well you know I feel it in my body if it's the right intuition or if it's negative you know okay sure great but at the end of the day you know you really don't know 100% and that's why conscience is so important to consciousness so as you grow as you awaken as you develop your consciousness as your awareness grows, as you become more intuitive, as you become more intelligent and smarter about doing things, the thing that you cannot forget in your spiritual practice and your growth is developing your conscience. Your conscience is what makes the decision of what you're feeling is right or wrong. Is this the right thing? And conscience is based in humility. It's not based in self. Because you see, self is always looking to maximize itself. And so you can't trust what self is going to say because self is going to lead you astray. It's going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. And there's a lot of times when I've chosen things that were seemingly the right thing or, you know, I felt I was so enlightened or whatever. But I was just, you know, filling myself up with hot air because I wasn't using conscience. And conscience is a very subtle thing. It's very hidden. It's very, you know, it's not obvious. That's why it's so important, because it's not obvious. Again, nobody really promotes conscience, a conscientious way of living. It's not It's not the norm. So, morality. It's one thing that's missing. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem like it's starting to change. In fact, it's getting worse. The world is just getting worse and worse every day. You know, I mean, again, without opening too many can of worms, just look at the, look at pop culture. Look at people who are singers. Look at what they do, what they wear, what they promote. Look at commercials. Look at the movies. It's all about the self. It's all about pride and some other more sinister stuff too. But, you know, again, We're not going to get into that. The point is, conscience is needed for consciousness. So, hope that's helped. You know, hope that's given you something to ruminate on. You know, how do we grow conscience? Well, you you practice humility. How do you practice humility? Well, you give up this idea that you're the creator, that you're the one that's capable of making the best decisions for your life, plain and simple. I mean, that's, that's really the the key because if you believe that if you believe that you're the sole creator the sole one responsible it it just doesn't work right what happens when you fail that's the problem with the law of attraction (laughs) everybody believes in the law of attraction until they don't attract what they want and then suddenly oh well you just didn't believe enough you know or whatever other bs and it's you know that's that's the problem is that you're not in control of everything you never will be and so the ironically, the only way you can be in control, or I should say rather obtain the best result, is by surrendering your 
will. Surrendering your will. And if you're Christian, then you surrender your will to God. And I do believe in a personal God. I don't believe in the universe because that's worship of the creation. The universe is very intelligent. Absolutely. It's, it's a handiwork of God's intelligence and wisdom. But there's a personal God. And you surrender to that personal God that wants a relationship with you. Throughout history, just do your research. There's been so many examples. That's all he's ever wanted is an intimate relationship with you. And so when we surrender our will, we surrender that throne back to God, then that is how we obtain the best result in our life. That is when the blessings come because God is the source of life. And if you take that throne away, then you're saying that you're the source of life. You're the creator. You are the one capable of steering your life in the best direction. That's just impossible. I mean, that's just categorically impossible. And so you have to use spiritual discernment and as you use spiritual discernment you develop humility your conscience will grow because if you're a humble person it's easier to be compassionate isn't it it's easier to be generous it's easier to have faith to employ gratitude all these things are related you can't have gratitude if you're not humble (laughs) excuse me you can't have gratitude if you're prideful or arrogant you can't be generous you can't have faith if you're arrogant think about that And faith is the most fundamental skill to achieving anything. Let's take business as an example. You know, if you're a businessman or a business, you know, businesswoman, you have your own business. If you don't have humility in the ability to believe in your vision so you can inspire other people to believe, but rather you believe that you're hot stuff and you're ruled by intelligence or you know, you think so highly of yourself because you're so intuitive and pride rules your world. Well, guess what? You're not going to be very successful. I mean, you might be, but you're going to burn a lot of people on the way there and it will catch up to you at some point. Right. So that's not the way to do business. So it's like, you know, this is a universal formula. Faith is needed for everything in life, whether it's good business, good relationships. You need to have the ability to employ faith because faith is the mother of all virtues. And faith and humility, it's interesting. You know, faith and humility, it's kind of like you could say humility is the grandmother of all virtues, right? Because you can't really have faith if you're prideful. And so if you're humble, then that allows you to develop faith, right? And so, you know, they kind of feed into each other. If you're practicing your faith, it also helps you remain humble. So remember, the things that aren't popular are the things that we should be working on spiritually. Because right now we live in a very, very spiritually confused world, unfortunately. It's a very dark world. And regardless of all the stuff that's out there, the stuff that's popular all promotes the self. So take what you can use, right, to enhance your life. But if it starts guiding you back to this whole self-worship, narcissist stuff, um... You know, run away, run away, run back to conscience. Kindness is an undervalued virtue. Compassion, listening, doing the right thing. Those things are so hard to do. It's easy to go and get the latest yoga pants and go to a class and do all these things that we like to do that makes us feel spiritual and then read all these different books and say, oh my gosh, look at me, I'm... And you can measure your progress, but all that stuff is nonsense. You can't measure true spirituality. True spirituality is measured 
by the amount of kindness you have, the amount of conscience you're able to exercise, self-discipline, self-control. Where is where are those things promoted? You know, they're not. <laughs> That's the answer. They're not. So, so this is how you use spiritual discernment. You have to look for the things that aren't popular, that aren't promoted, and that's conscience. So 